Hi, welcome back to Franklin Covey's On Leadership series. My name is Scott Miller and I serve as your weekly host and interviewer. Now most weeks I'm privileged to interview different thought leaders, best-selling authors, business titans, or other people that we think had some valuable leadership lessons to serve. I'm also enabled about once a month to share some of my own thoughts directly to you. Things that I've learned on my own nearly 30-year leadership journey. Lots of terminations, lots of hiring, coaching, great success. I've seen some great careers take off and uh, be very successful. And from those people, I've learned some great lessons I want to share with you. Today, I have two lessons in particular to share. Let's talk about feedback. And when most people think about feedback, you think about giving feedback to other people. In fact, just a few weeks ago, I was in China facilitating a session for a multinational company where we talked about both sides of feedback. In fact, most of us as business leaders now know that coaching is part of our daily role. This is something we do once a month or once, once a year. It's part of our incumbency as a leader on an ongoing basis to give feedback to others through coaching. Today, I want to talk about the flip side of feedback, and that is your ability to receive feedback from others. I have a couple of principles about this I want to actually clarify. The first principle is you have to make it safe for others to tell you the truth. This idea of making it safe was popularized by Todd Davis in his book, Get Better. Let's explore it for a minute. For people to give you feedback, they have to know that you're open to it, that you make it comfortable for them to tell you their truth. As you ascend the organization on the leadership ladder, or the higher you up are on the letterhead, so to speak, it's naturally less easy for peers, for subordinates, to give you and tell you their truth. As a leader, you can be somewhat intimidating, right? What a great way to create a career cul-de-sac for someone more junior than you to tell you what they're thinking about your own personality or your competence or, God forbid, your character. But at great leaders make it safe for others to tell you their truth. Here are some ways that you can do that. First, you have to be known as being open to other people's point of view on you. So walk around and ask people. Perhaps pick some deliberate people who you trust to tell you their truth. Sit down, ask them specifically, during the last product launch, or the last speech I gave, or when I messed this up, what did you think about how I handled the results? You gotta sit down and ask people for their true thoughts. And if they tell you what they're really thinking, you have to then action on it. Otherwise, it's just a hollow, fake request. People wanna see you not just accept the feedback, but then go integrate it in your behavior. It's super important that if you're gonna grow as a leader, that you understand people aren't naturally courageous. But I think that people are naturally cowardly. Now, that isn't a character flaw, it's a personality trait. People don't come out of the womb really courageous. It's with growth and practice and mistakes and saying things that are wrong sometimes or not the most eloquent way that you grow in your courageousness with how you speak to others and giving them feedback. So you, you've got to make the environment easy for people to tell you what it is they're thinking. Otherwise, you become the emperor with no clothes and you insulate yourself with sycophants, people who want to impress you or you know, attach their caboose to your train, so to speak. And great leaders can't get great results if you're not dealing with reality. So if you really want to know the truth about you, you have to make it easy for others to tell you their truth. Now, not all feedback is true. The more you receive feedback and the more your IQ and your EQ grows, the more you realize some feedback is about the giver. 
or about their relationship with their boss or their spouse. And some feedback you'll choose to thank them for and leave in the room or at the table. Great leaders who have set feedback loops know what feedback to accept an action on and what feedback to thank them for and leave right there. Think about how are you making it safe for others to tell you their truth about you. Let's talk about the importance of clarifying expectations. It happens to be one of the four central roles of leadership in Franklin Covey's newest leadership offering. But it's not a new concept, right? Every leader knows the value and necessity of making sure that you are clear with others on mutual shared expectations. Blaine Lee, who was the author of the book On the Wall called The Power Principle, written about 25 years ago and a co-founding member of the Franklin Covey Company, said something to me that was prophetic. He said, loosely quoted, that nearly all, if not all, conflict amongst people comes from mismatched or unfulfilled expectations. Think about that. Countries, governments, you and your boss, you and your spouse, you and your kids, you and your neighbors. Most conflict comes because people have unparalleled, unconnected expectations. You may think you're talking about the same outcome or remedying the problem in the same way or a successful product launch or initiative or budget proposal looks like X. But when it comes in like Y, you think, how could you be so far off or how could I be so far off? It all comes down to the leader's role or just the other party in the conversation taking the extra step, sometimes the uncomfortable step of breaking down the language in a very simple, not patronizing, but easy to understand way so you're both talking about the same expectation. It often takes leaders to address the unaddressables or discuss the undiscussables. Depending on your culture, you may have a nice culture. I've worked in that culture before. It's a great place to work. And sometimes the nicety of the culture doesn't foment, if you will, easy dialogue around hard topics. It is incumbent on every leader to make sure that you have clarified exactly what success looks like. And you've taken the steps to understand what are the challenges along the way? What are the issues that you could face that might end up with a different result than you discussed. In fact, most leaders under-communicate by a factor of 10 to 20 to 100 times. When you think you've said it 8 or 10 times, say it 8 or 10 more times. Just because you've said it or it's in your mind doesn't mean it's always clear to the other person. It's the same in a business context as it is in your personal life. It might be with a neighbor, their tree is hanging over your property, or their dog is, you know, um, relieving itself on your lawn. And there's topics where it's hard to describe what the resolution looks like in their words, let alone your own words. So my advice to you is, in whatever situation you have in your life, where you need some shared expectation around results, take the time, simplify your language. As Todd Davis says in the book, Get Better. Even say to them, this might come out wrong. My intent is to make sure we both get kind of what we need out of this conversation. So forgive me if my words aren't exactly right. But here's what I need out of this, you fill in the blank. I think too often leaders think that when they say it once, often with fairly, you know, florid language and, you know, well-educated words, that they sound great, but that those concepts don't always translate well with the person who is receiving them. 
Think about the power of reducing conflict in your life by having expectations of others match your own. And for that matter, your expectations matching theirs as well. I have a colleague I've worked with for many years, great trusted business associate and friend. And she does something that often annoys me and we laugh about it together. She'll often say, Scott, it's okay, it'll all work out. And I kind of really detest that phrase. I adore her and respect her, but I'll say to her, no, nothing works itself out. You have to work it out. You have to put in the proper systems, address what could go wrong, be super clear, almost sometimes to the point of redundancy on what the goal is and how we're going to get there. Doesn't mean as the leader that you have all the answers. In fact, most times you don't. And great leaders listen to others and allow others to figure out the best way to get there. But it is your job to define success and make sure that everyone's on the same page on how to get there. Because in my opinion, things don't just work out. You work them out by paying the price to clarify expectations. Thanks for your time today, and we'll see you back next week for our newest interview for Franklin Covey's On Leadership series.